right, you're hearing music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? Well, I got to say, the NBA All-Star Game matters to me. The 2018 NBA All-Star Game that was in L.A. Oh, yeah, city of everything. <laughs> Certainly matters to me. The fellas put on a show, Showtime. The All-Star team was Showtime this weekend, and and I certainly enjoyed it, and I uh, want to welcome, uh, of course, my co-host, Willie, uh, Willie Gibson, and Willie and I are going to talk about that and, and several other things that certainly matter to me and that uh, we're going to discuss on the show if they discussed on some other the big boy networks uh, throughout the weekend. And uh, and we're not shutting up, by the way. I wanted to make that clear, loud and clear, that uh, we're not shutting up, although what I say here on this uh, network doesn't necessarily represent what the network believes certainly gives me an opportunity to say what I believe, and uh, and Willie as well. So, Willie, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm good, Ray. Can I can I digress for a quick second? Because I know you're in Phoenix, living like it matters. Go right and, ahead. And well as you should. Now, what's the weather in Phoenix like today? Uh, today, man, it uh, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's, cold. Okay. It, it's 58. 58. Yes, sir. All right, I bring that up because right now, in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, sir. On February the twentieth. It's it's warmer than it is here. It's warmer than it is in Phoenix, Arizona. It's seventy-seven degrees. Well, you know, uh, I, I love to say this uh, all the time because uh, I'm very proud of my wife, who is a, a grad of the Ohio State University. There, um, she is an environmentalist, environmental specialist, and and they happen to call that. Uh, uh, climate control. There's is, there's issues with our climate, and the weather's all all out of whack. And a lot of it has to do with some of the contributing factors that we as human beings, how we uh, how we take care, or the lack of how we take care. As a matter of fact, to be honest, my introduction to the show of living like it matters actually is something that I actually got from my wife. Yeah, it is um, basically uh, she works for the city of Phoenix as an environmental specialist. And uh, it was uh, on one of her campaigns that she did. Um, she dubbed it uh, living like living like it matters. You may find it on the city of Phoenix website someplace. If you go to um, their sustainability office, you may find something like that there. But uh, uh, global warming climate control, things of that nature, all those things I hear every day, sustainability every day. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah, we, we contribute in a negative way to our environment, and that's why the timbers are all out of whack. So you got some shorts on today? No, no, I didn't. It started <laughs> out. <laughs> it's still February, it's bro. still February. Okay, so see, see, that's the crazy thing about it. See, it'll be February. It'll be 70 degrees, but the people there don't want to embrace the weather like you should Act as if you want to act like it's still seventeen, but it's seventy. Now I still got. I mean, I I, I left the coat at home. I, you know, I had a you know my just my suit, you know, shirt and tie and suit jacket, no no coat. But uh, I'm not gonna take it that far. Wearing shorts February twenty in Ohio. Now, if I was out there in Arizona with you, then certainly, certainly I I probably have some shorts on. But uh, he says it's cold out there today. I probably wouldn't, but. No, my, my hypocrisy only goes so far. Well, you know, it's interesting enough, man. Um, I'm one of those people, 
I've been in Phoenix now, oh boy, 11, maybe 12 years, going on my 12th year. I don't think I've really ever had a code. It, it's surprising to me that people in Phoenix get colds. They get colds. They get the flu, you know, mm. things of that nature, you know. So uh, it can happen anywhere. And I guess that's really all to do with, you know, the environment and, you know, uh, again, what's 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 in the air we breathe more so than the temperatures that, that bring about the colds and the flu, all that type of stuff. But again, I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to know that, to say that exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I but I will say this: um, I've not really had a real bad cold like I know I've had in my years either in Philadelphia or in Ohio, Canton or Cleveland or Columbus. So uh, I'll leave that back there. Glad you guys are having that. But uh, but yeah. So uh, I guess the fellas out in L.A. didn't have no problems with the weather this past weekend either. No. Yeah, they no. were they were enjoying themselves and uh, and uh, put on a show too. Uh, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed watching the game. Uh, I didn't see the, uh, I didn't, I saw the, uh, the skills set early on and, mm-hmm. and finally the, the little fellas took it back from the big fellas this year. But um, I did not see the three point contest, nor did I see the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, three pointers, well, three pointers, it, it is what it is. You shooting three pointers. So right. I don't, dis- I don't, expect that to be any different other than the fact that somebody made more might make more three-point shots than they ever have in the history but the slam dunk contest i'm thinking after a while there's only so much you can do that it's not going to be that much different than what we've seen in the past and we may have seen the most creative slam dunks in the past already so i'm not sure did you get a chance to see any of that will i did and i agree um the slam dunk it kind of um, has, has run its course, so to speak, because now you just have guys like recreating or uh, repeating dunks that they saw in the past from their idols. Um, the the winner, Donovan Mitchell from Utah, uh, did a Vince Carter dunk from the 2000 Slam Dunk Contest. Uh, had Vince's jersey on, uh, things of that nature. But the, the, the highlight of the dunk contest for me was uh, Larry Nance Jr., uh, first uh, son of the first NBA slam dunk champion, Larry Nance Sr. And uh, his first dunk, he did his, uh, his he recreated his father's uh, windmill dunk and uh, had, you know, changed, had his dad's uh, Phoenix Suns uniform on. Uh, and to me, even though he didn't win, that was the highlight. Had another dunk where his dad came and threw him an alley-oop and uh, did a dunk. So, to see uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Larry Nance Sr. in the uh, slam dunk contest was was the highlight of, of the contest for me. Well, uh, I, I didn't see that, but I'm an emotional kind of dude, so that would have definitely uh, been heartfelt for me. Probably would have won me over. Uh, but in my mind, I think basketball, I mean, they probably do it better than anybody. For me, as I was watching the All-Star game, I saw Doc sitting there. I saw Bill Russell sitting there. I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting there, you know, and man, it just gave, it just gave me chills, you know, uh, because the person who went over to them and dapped them up was LeBron James. Exactly. And so uh, when, when I see something like that, man, that's, uh, you know, it just, it just really, you know, kind of touches me. So I'm, as I was saying, though, Dr. J, seeing those guys on the bench, knowing that, as you said, uh, Larry Nash Jr. threw back 
and 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 did a dunk that his dad do to know that all these guys today uh and some of them i think are humble enough to acknowledge the fact that you know their games you know they were inspired by certain players certainly a lot of them give them up to give it up to mike to jordan uh, you know, I love the way I've seen some recent pictures of uh, some documented short stories of Kobe and Shaq reminiscing about their days, you know, playing together and what they could have done had they have checked their egos, you know, acknowledging that their egos got in the way. Um, those kind of things. They just, the NBA just does a good job of that. You know, I think uh, uh, the fans enjoy the NBA All-Star game. You know, basketball is one of those things where you look at – and some people think they can do that. They, they think they can, they certainly in their minds, think they can jump that high. They think they can shoot that good, dribble that good, and they go out and they try it. Right. On, the, on the football field or, 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 you know, hockey, they don't, you don't think you can do what you see on the football field. You know, you don't think you're going to hit somebody that hard. You don't want nobody hitting you that hard. You know, we right. always think about the physical aspect of that game. Hockey, you don't think you can skate. I haven't tried to put on no ice skates and God only knows when to see if I can skate. And I'm not even trying to skate like that. Right. Uh, but certainly it was, uh, it was, it was entertaining. Now the national anthem, that was, <laughs> I guess that, oh, my goodness. I guess that was something else too, you know, but she was trying to put a, put her own little thing to it. What'd you think about the national anthem? Uh, it was terrible. I thought it was bad. <laughs> um, just to be honest. Um, and you know, she made the statement. She tried to, you know, as you said, put her own little spin on it, make it a little uh, different, but, um, in LA, I think they could have very well played the tape from 35 years ago when Marvin Gaye sung the national anthem and uh, in Los Angeles. We'd have been and all right with that, huh? They would have been all right with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, you know, and and really interesting. I give the NFL this now, but they didn't like it for some reason or another. Justin, you know, JT's. Uh, Halftime show was not received well by many, but I can say this. Um, I think the way he was able to bring Prince into it virtually, you know, with the technology to bring Prince back to life, I think they could have done something like that, as you said, with, with Marvin, a hologram or something like that. And, right. and, and that would have been something special, you know, because I think he did it in L.A. Didn't he do it in L.A.? He did. It was in L.A. But, but to that point, right, they actually did that. Uh, in, in 04, the the All Star Game was in LA in 2004. Was that the Was that the entire song? It was his song. They they played it well, with the well, what they did. Well, what they did was they brought his daughter. Oh, okay. Kind of like a little Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole. Can she sing? Yeah, she's a singer. Okay, she's a singer. okay. And uh, they kind of did it that way, where they had the hologram of Marvin and they had his daughter live, and they kind of did the duet. Oh, okay, okay. Well, if they if they've done it before, I don't know if they you know do it again. If they would have felt they could you know satisfy the audience, say hey you you've done it once, you know once you've done it once, you know doing it again may not mm -hmm. work. But uh, uh, but you know sometimes you just give a person a chance, and all you can do is give them a chance and give them that stage. Some people uh, make lasting impressions, but not for uh, not good not good ones. And the thing about it, Fergie, she's not a bad singer. She's a great oh, singer. Oh, no, that's she's why she got a chance, because she's a good singer. She just tried to do something different, and just, it just didn't work. And I don't understand why people, you know. No, that's diff that would be different, you know, than uh, Carl Lewis. I don't know what Carl uh, did to even to win the uh, chance to, to sing the national anthem. I, I don't know. I mean, did I mean? okay, you might have won some gold medals, but 
did you win a, a singing contest someplace? Did you win no. it? You got any albums? Or, you know, I didn't even, I, I really never got that one at all. What mm-hmm. did he do to convince them that he could sing the song? Because first of all, you go to rehearsals. Right. In, in rehearsals, they should have put time out, time up. Nope, nope, this ain't going to work. <laughs> you know, they could have, you know, could have called a time out and rehearsal and said, we got to get somebody. We in L.A., we can get somebody. But we can't let Carl do this to our game. You know, it's uh, the stage is just too big and it's too. I mean, everybody, you know, could benefit from that opportunity. Give it to somebody in in that that industry that really takes it serious. We're going to take a break this time. I think I'm right on the money. And uh, I got my man Will Gibson with me. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're going to take this break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're just a rail of sports for the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, the NBA All-Star Game. They got everything right except Fergie. <laughs> you know, she might have been the right one, but she just didn't do it right. And for a country that's so proud of their flag, how dare you have somebody come in like that? Uh, the commissioner want to give him credit. I mean, he's done some good things. I think he he truly embraces his players as his partners, and he he certainly listens to them. I think he is definitely going to listen to them this time, because a couple of fellows was laughing her out the you know out the gate in the middle of the, uh, you know of her singing of the national anthem. Uh, so that was. Uh, but I, I, as I was saying a little earlier, the game itself, uh, I think LeBron and Steph did a good job. What did you think about um, the teams and, and the way they split it up like that? Did you like that, Will? Yep. What, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I've loved to see is if LeBron's team didn't get injured prior to the All-Star break because he drafted DeMarcus Cousins, Christoph Porzingis, um, John Wall. And if those guys had been healthy – 
it would have been. I don't think it would have come down to a last shot. It so was you, a great game. Don't so you think you, you think LeBron's team overall was just much better than Steph's team? I do, absolutely. Yeah, I would absolutely. say I would say at with, with the exception. Uh, and one thing I will say, I don't think there was a couple plays where LeBron gave the audience their money because LeBron played that that kind of ball he played when he was a young boy, and 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 that like he did on the block. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he run down and played defense. Well, he ran down a couple times on fast breaks and, uh, you know, got a couple alley-oops. But, but I will say this. I don't think I saw that from Russell. I think Russell held back a little bit. Westbrook, I think Russell yeah. held back a little bit. I didn't see his game at his highest energy level. But it, could you imagine him and John Wall running that ball up and down the court the way they wow. play? <laughs> you know, you, you're right about that. There were some people that LeBron – now let me ask you something. Do you think that because of how lopsided I think you feel LeBron's team was, and I might agree with you in terms of when it was the team that he picked as opposed to the team he got to play with, mm-hmm. you, you think that, um, again, shows the, you know, LeBron's basketball IQ that he talks about? You think that's right? Because, first of all, the first pick he – Took was Kevin Durant, right? And then they got the new commercial, man. I like the new commercial. Man. It's okay, you know that brand. That can you be a little humble, <laughs> you know? Right, uh, right, right. But you know the two greatest players. You know, you know it's like something. It's like a fine woman, a fine woman. You know she ain't supposed to tell everybody she's fine. Everybody know you fine. You know you, when mm-hmm. you're the greatest in the world. You know you shouldn't have to tell everybody you're great. We know you're great, and that's the way LeBron is. So when he when he said that in in the Cadillac truck commercial. The two best, you know, yeah. it was okay yeah. with me. It, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable because he said that. I was okay with that. And 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 then LeBron shows a lot to me, man, and the kind of person he is. And, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself on the show, but the fact even that he chose Kyrie, which everybody in the world knows. Come on, man, how you not gonna choose Kyrie? Right. But but then not only that, but his but his first pick to be Kevin Durant. I said yeah. that, I think that just says something about him as as an athlete. As a human being, you know, a person, uh, a professional, it just said it just spoke to so many different things that I, I'm not sure that if Michael Jordan would have did, if Michael Jordan would have been in that position, I'm sorry, I'm not sure that you know Mike's first pick is going to be the person he everybody it's going to be Kobe. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? If, if yep. Mike's first pick in the draft, knowing that if if whoever was on the other side, on the West. Uh, I don't know who that may have Let's say that was Kareem or something, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of his career. Magic. You know, and it, it was Magic. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, Magic's first pick might have been Kobe. But I, th- I don't think MJ's first pick would have been Kobe Bryant. What do you think about no. that? No, you're right. I, I think you're 100% right. Now, actually, I, got, I, I saw an interview with uh, LeBron postgame, and they asked him about, you know, who he drafted and why he drafted who he drafted. And he said, I know who I like to watch. And go. I had an opportunity to get those guys that I like to watch. It's interesting you say that because I always had a thing. I, I tell young ball players when I meet them, I always tell them, homeboy, I paid to see you play. If, I, yeah. I, if I'm paying to see you play, I'm, I'm give, that's the best respect I can give you right there is to let you know, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not spending my money on anybody, but I'll pay to, I paid to see you play. Wow. Yep. And so that's wow. kind of that, like what you were saying Brian did. An interview. Yeah, yeah. He said, "I know who I like to watch." So you know, he picked KD first, and then he picked Anthony Davis second, and then he picked Kyrie. And the thing about it, 
that's not it's starting to become knowledgeable. It's starting to come out now, but he told the Cavs, do not trade Kyrie. Kyrie went to the Cavs with his trade demands, and LeBron told them flat out, do not trade him. Because he knew. He knew what kind of special kind of player that guy is. So he didn't want to give that up. He just went to three straight finals with him. Why would he want him traded? See, that, again, the, the revelation of that type of information also kind of gives Bron, you know, the kind of tools that he needs to justify if he decides to leave or not. It's like, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, you know, it's, it's almost like something we're going to get to in a minute here with the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I did not want Kyrie to leave. I, and I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't want LeBron to leave Cleveland. I really don't. I mean, I LeBron, I LeBron, LeBron, LeBron but, but I will say this. If LeBron leaves Cleveland or not, the man deserves a statue outside the building. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Even if he well, leaves, if he leaves and he comes back, you know, maybe you wait till he retires because you don't want a statue of him coming back still in the league playing with somebody else. But when the man retire, when he hangs it up, when the sneakers go up, statue goes up. Certainly, certainly. Um, and a couple of things, just in, in the interest of full disclosure, I don't, I don't think LeBron's leaving at the end of the season. I don't think he's leaving Cleveland for a number of reasons, but I'll just leave that there for now. But, um, well, there's no reason for him to leave. I don't see another situation. I think it's key. I, you know what? To be honest, too, I, I, you know, here's the thing about LeBron. Yep. You know, there's so many states. We only got so many states in this country. Yep. LeBron owns Ohio. LeBron yep. is Ohio. You know, I, if, if the NBA the logo, you know, is Jerry West, you know, they already got, you know, Mike's got his logo. You know, Ohio, the heart of it all, LeBron is the heartbeat of Ohio. Uh, Absolutely. The uni- Ohio State University is LeBron. We, we claim LeBron. LeBron never went to Ohio State University, but that yes. we, we he already told us if he would have gone, he, he, he loves Ohio State, would have been right there. That's where he would have played ball at. To, to that point, Ray, he has a locker in the Schottenstein Center, Value City Arena. LeBron James has a locker wow. in the Ohio State men's basketball locker room, wow. number six. Wow. LeBron James, Akron, Ohio. Wow, wow. No, that ju- that just that 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 just says a lot to to who he is. It speaks a lot to who he is. And, and instead of us leaving and coming back, uh, although I I think I might want to do that, um, you know, leave the LeBron subject and and go to something else. And I think I do because that's where I want to close the show out. So uh, let's just um, let's just move on to a, a couple other things there. Uh, certainly, uh, there's some other things happening uh, that I wanted to talk about in another sport, uh, a sport that I, I guess uh, I was forced to play. So I, I guess I'll be forced to talk about it, forced to play it only because I wasn't good enough to play the other sport. Uh, by the way, for those of you out there who, who happen to check out my Facebook page, I got a high school basketball picture up there that means so much to me because, oh, my God. That's why I spent so much time talking about LeBron because that is my first love. I just would uh, I'm honest enough to say I used to tell people that I wasn't uh, tall enough until a young man by the name of Spud Webb was playing in the NBA. And then I couldn't tell that lie anymore. So I I now tell the truth that I just wasn't good enough. Uh, But that was my first love. I I wish I I had enough talent that I had a choice between basketball or football. Um, One thing that that, that does kind of, for those of you out there from 
the Hall of Fame city listening. Uh, I, I do sometimes kick myself in the butt that I never tried to walk on at Ohio State because I knew damn well that I was better than Art Sleester, who played on the basketball team and got into games, actually played. You know, and we had we had a good team back then. We had, you know, I, when I was at Ohio State, there was like there was three first round draft picks on that team, maybe four, but certainly Herb Williams, Clark Kellogg, and Calvin Ramsey. You know, all yep. three of those guys first round picks. You know, and and then a a, a brother from um, Barberton that could jump out the gym, Carter Scott, and of course uh, point guard uh, Ty Penn back then too. So uh, man, they had a hell of a team. You know, they came in our freshman year. I was excited about that, man. All of us came in together. Uh, a, a class that I like to think had an impact on the university, had an impact on society, because at that time, both of our programs were doing extremely well, basketball and football. So I'm just a little excited about that. But check out that high school, Canton McKinley High School. I think it was in 19, it might have been my junior year, so it would have been 1976, 77. Uh, basketball team, 23-1. and one. Lost one basketball game, man. But anyway, so I'm gonna, let me move on to a, a sport that I know a little bit about, and, and that's football. And uh, so from my understanding, well, it's, it's the time of year, man, where, you know, athletes get the chance to be free. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some of them out there who perhaps maybe because of that uh, – may consider going elsewhere. Some people may consider, you know, soliciting their talents to their city. Um, there are some big names out there, and there's some other people at the press that we don't know, but uh, uh, the quarterback position is a very interesting position, and uh, it's one of those that there's a great need by a lot of teams. Uh, but I, I know this name keeps coming up, and he's not a free agent, but Nick Foles keeps coming up. That name keeps coming up. And well, I think here's something I want. I know everybody thinks, okay, Ray, you've been a homer, but I'm, I just want to say this. This man has done something that fewer than 50 quarterbacks has done. And the reason why I say, because I don't know the exact number, but the reason why I know it's fewer than 50, because it's only been 52 Super Bowls, mm -hmm. and Tom Brady has won at least five. Right. Okay, so 53, you take away 5, 47. So he, he, he messes the number up, you know. I know that Ben Rosenberg got two, you right. know. Uh, so, so less than 50 quarterbacks has ever done this in the history of the NFL is won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And so why in the world would you have, if, you, if that's what your goal is, and you got one who's done it, it's a better chance that he might be able to do it again than somebody who's coming out of college or whatever. And you try, I, no, I just don't. I don't get that. If I'm the Eagles, I don't care what they say, how much money they give me. And um, one of the GMs, former GMs out there, feels the same way. You know, like I wouldn't even. He wouldn't even answer the phone call. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't either. You know, a couple things. Couple things with that. They have pretty much the probably the best cap situation for quarterbacks in the league the Carson Wentz and um, Nick Foles combined I think their cap number is like 15 million dollars for the two of them now I think there's 18 individual quarterbacks in the league that have a cap number more than 15 million dollars so there's no reason for them to trade them trade Nick Foles from a financial standpoint 
And then two, yeah, he's the backup and he won the Super Bowl, but he but he he's playing because Carson Wentz got hurt. So why would you trade that security blanket that you know you know we don't wish any ill will on on, on Carson Wentz and hope he comes back healthy and strong and has no and suffers no setback, but what you you have the best backup situation in the league because this guy just came in as a backup and won the Super Bowl. Why would you be in a rush to trade him and, and give up that security? It, it just doesn't make sense. And 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 not only that though, there's no guarantee when he comes back that that his his knee is going to heal a hundred percent. You know, and then also because of those people out there who've ever had any kind of injury, it's like if you if you stub your toe or something, you know, and somebody comes near it, you know you. Pull your feet out the way. You're you're self you're conscious of the fact that hey man, my toes already hurt. I don't want nobody stepping on it. Well, you don't feel no different when you got an injury and you have to return to the playing field. Subconsciously, you are aware of the fact that something is wrong with a part of my body, and either I'm gonna you know go at it full go or I'm not gonna go at it. But you're thinking about it subconsciously. You just can't help. It's just it's it's a human instinct to think. When you're a wounded animal, you're wounded. You know that. You know you're not 100%. And even in the heels, it's still until it gets to the point where it's like years or months, you're still thinking about it and you're going to favor it a little bit. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm Infinity's Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Go, go, go! 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. This is Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in fans living like it matters. What matters to me, the NBA All-Star Game 2018 was off the chains. I enjoyed it. I'm sure a lot of people out there enjoyed it. Uh, the fellas were able to take a, a little bit of the game into their own hands and kind of manage it a little bit, uh, pick the players, uh, play the game a little harder, give the fans what they wanted, and uh, hopefully they'll stay with that format and maybe even tweak it a little bit more uh, to make sure that uh, the All-Star game is the kind of show that we hope to see in basketball, unlike the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl, is, it's just the football is just a much more dangerous game. And, you know, for that reason, I think the players approach that game a little bit different. But uh, before we left, we were talking about the National Football League. We are talking about free agency. We were talking about some guys that are out there on the market, some guys who are not. Uh, talk about uh, Nick Foles there in, in Philly, Philly where all of a sudden uh, he's become the interest of a lot of teams around the league. And uh, certainly I don't think, I, I, I believe Jeffrey Lloyd just needs to change the phone number. Don't call. There's not enough money you can give me, you can offer me. Mm, I got my man. And the thing about it is they had him before. So it's not like, you know, second time, you know, you get a second chance and then he gave him a second chance and he proved it. Nah, don't, don't do that. But uh, yeah, my man Willie on, and of course, uh, Willie's got his own perspective, of which we appreciate and we always like to hear. So, so well, there's some, there's some other uh, free agent names out there that uh, getting a little bit of attention. One, one guy in particular down there in, in D.C. is getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about Mr. Cousins and, and where oh. he might end up at? Uh, I think he's going to like his deal when he gets it. Um, on March 14th, I think. I mean, you think you think they're gonna tag him again? No, 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 no. They can't. They can't. It's the third well, time they can tag. Well, him. They, they can tag they, him three times, can't they? Well, they can, but, but the amount of money is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and if they do, he'll sign it a, a second after they tag him, and then it's, they're on the hook for like forty. I think it's forty-four million dollars. I thought time. I thought it was thirty-five. Yeah, well, that was last year. Okay, that was last year's. That was last year's tag. So I think. And what was it the year before that? I think last the year before that was nineteen. So obviously so, the the pay of the quarterbacks has, is on the rise, which guarantees him. What is it in the top ten? What or the top five? What is it? It's the top ten. The top at, ten at your position, right? And as guaranteed some, there's money, it's some type of punitive uh, scenario if you tag a guy too many times yeah and so that's how that number for him jumped up as high as it did if they if they were to tag him the third time but um yeah they could have signed him a three-year deal and it made out cheaper than they did exactly exactly so that kind of lets you know right there he's not in their long-term and it confirms that he's not in their long-term plans because they've already made a deal for alex smith and gave him 94 million dollars well uh, so, for me it's it's like this um Really? I, I, why do you wait for him to even hit the free agency market? Why not just try to work out a deal and trade him? I know somebody's trying to – they're making calls. They're making calls and want to trade for him, so why not do that? Instead of because on the free agent market, you ain't, you're not going to get nothing for him. He's going to leave. It's Dan, it's Dan Snyder. 
I mean, he, he nothing pretty much he does makes sense. You know, since he's owned the the team in Washington, he hasn't he hasn't done too much what, that makes sense. Excuse me, uh, I, I, you know, I've been hitting my head too many times. What's the man's name in Cleveland of the Cavaliers? Jimmy Haslam. Oh, oh, the Cavaliers owner. Oh, yeah. Dan Gilbert. Dan Gil- Gilbert. Gil- okay, I-, I thought he was a Snyder, too. I th- I'm thinking maybe it's just, man, they like potato chips. You know, they just all crunched up, man. I, right, they right. Can't, they can't get it right. Okay, so, but anyway, so, let- so let's go back. So do you think that the Redskins will find a way to work out a trade at the last minute for Kirk Cousins, or do you think that he will get into free agency, and once he reaches that free agency, if they put that, you know, well, prior to if they if they put the, if, if they tag him, they got to keep him. Well, here's the thing: they, they, they can't. Well, he's he'll be unrestricted on May on uh, March 14th. Right, and so but the only way they can, they, they the got to tag him before that. Him. They got to tag yeah. him before that. Okay, so yeah. I'm saying so, if you if you tag him, you got to keep him. You you don't tag him and then trade him, or because nobody. Yeah, but, yeah, they they they're there. they they already have the deal set up for Alex Smith. Right, that, Alex is already there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the fact that Alex is already there. So yeah. so what you should be doing. Is you should Snyder should be trying to work out a trade, but we haven't heard anybody say that they've spoken to the Redskins and and they they're making some progress on a trade. Well, here's why. Here's why. Everybody knows they can't keep him. So why would you trade for him at that tag number when you know you can sign him out right as an unrestricted free agent anyway? Because an un- unrestricted agent, free market agent, he, he, that he gonna drive that price way up. He gonna get up there to that uh, my man up in Detroit's number. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, nobody's gonna trade for him to give up an asset when they know they can just sign him as a free agent in two weeks, three weeks. Um, but the but but the money may be just as much of an issue as having to give up something for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think the money that everybody knows, everybody, everybody that's in this sweepstakes, if you will, the the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. I think everybody knows what it's going to take to sign him. I think it's going to probably probably be in that five six year range. You're looking at average, I don't know, a hundred, you know, twenty five million a year. So if it's five years, you're looking at five is, years, one twenty five. Is Kirk if Cousins a hundred thirty, a hundred twenty million dollar quarterback, or is it just the market? Uh, listen. It's it's whatever he signs for. I, I don't I don't. I mean, you know that. I mean, you don't get another man's pocket in the locker room. So if somebody and, and I've always said this from day one. I've never heard of a gun being pulled in the contract negotiation where someone's being threatened. Someone's life is being threatened if they don't offer a, a certain amount of money. So if it's offered, if he requests it, if they negotiate and they come up with that number, then he gets it. I mean, that's. That's just how it is. Well, yeah, but there's always the comparison, you know, and that is, and that's why a lot of guys, when they go to the market, uh, they negotiate based upon what some, it's, no, it's just like the real estate market. You know, you yeah. got a house down the street in your neighborhood and it sells and, you know, and you put your house on the market, you know, if your house is comparable to that other house and if it's sold for this amount, then you feel as if yours could sell for either that less or more. And, and it's the same way with talent on the market. You know, it, once he's, he's out there, and he gets his deal, you know, it's just like Le'Veon Bell is saying, you know, he doesn't want to sign a certain deal, you know, at a certain price because he doesn't want to bring the price down 
for the rest of his fellow running backs out there. He wants to make sure that he gets a deal that's comparable to, you know, what he deserves and what the rest of the running backs deserve. So a lot of times when you're out there in the market, you're setting the price for your fellow position players. Certainly, certainly. But I think Le'Veon's a little bit different because his he's a running back, number one, as you said. And the running back tag this year, I believe, was $14.4 million. He's not going to sign a contract, I don't believe, that will average fourteen point four million dollars. So he's got to take. So, so you got to take the tag. You say? Well, the tag. That's the tag. The tag this year is fourteen four. So he's got to take. Year. So he's got to take it then, because he's well, not going to sign a well, contract for that amount of money. It's either take the tag or negotiate a deal where you know the average salary is not going to be fourteen million dollars. Because I don't know any team that's going to give a running back fourteen and a half million dollars per year. On average, well, one year. Le'Veon has also threatened. He, he said something that, um, I mean, I don't even know. I don't have to tell him. Nobody has to tell him that you know he wouldn't play for the tag if they tagged him again. He would retire. Oh, now, that's posture. That's posture. <laughs> exactly. But his his mama gonna slap him if he if he don't slap himself. You know. Exactly. Like boy, what exactly. are you? What you twenty? What is he? Twenty eight? I think he is. No, he's not even that. He's like four years in the league. He's so 20, 26, he's 25, maybe. 25, 26. He's 26, or either 26 or 28 is a, a, a number that I heard. You know, he could be old. You know, sometimes a couple of dudes get held back in kindergarten, you know. Yeah, so, but yeah, he did come into the league a little early. But, but still, uh, he's got some more years left on him. But, you know, running back is just an injury away, just like everybody else. Uh, but uh, they do count on him a lot. They get mileage out of him. So, uh, you know, we kind of went from Kirk Cousins to Le'Veon, but but I, I like to go back to Kirk Cousins and say, so where do you think he will end up at if he's moved from Washington, which we all think? First of all, let me ask you, do you think they got a better quarterback in Alex Smith than what they had in Kirk Cousins? A lot of people think so. I, I, I don't. I don't think that he's so much better. He's older, number one. He's about... Uh, I think he's five or six years older uh, than than Kirk Cousins, so you have that to deal with. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is twenty six, by the way. Okay. Um, did they get a better quarterback with with Alex Smith? I mean, it remains to be seen. I think Kirk Cousins, what back to back four thousand yard seasons with not a lot of talent around him. So, and he's young as it again. He's younger, so I. I would probably, given my my choice between the two, would would take uh, would stick with Kirk Cousins. But as to your question, where it would go, um, I'm hearing the Jets is throwing the, now. Speaking of the Jets, I'm they, hearing sixty million dollars guaranteed coming out of New York for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the Jets is giving him you know the East Side of New York City. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I'm hearing Denver as well. You know, John Elway's done this before with uh, Peyton Manning, um, won the Super Bowl. Speaking of speaking a, a of speaking of John Elway, do we now have to reassess how much of a genius John Elway is when it comes to him and and the talent he's able to bring together and the team he's able to put together now? Because these last few years, man, it, it, it's been like it's a turnstile. They 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 working on some Cleveland type numbers. At that quarterback position, man. Cleveland, you know, his history of Cleveland, how many different quarterbacks they've had since Bernie right. Kosar. You know, it seems like they're trying the same thing up in Denver now. They're looking for a quarterback again. Well, let him get Kirk Cousins. I think that'll end the discussion because that's that's the one. I mean, you put 
Kirk Cousins with that defense, because the defense is, is solid. Defense, Deep, is, defense is getting old, too. Well, right, and that's why it's, it's imperative on him to, to get this quarterback situation right this year. But it's going to – well, okay, the quarterback but, – but you know if he takes that quarterback, you've already said it, he's got to give up something for that quarterback, and uh, that might not be what he wants to do. He might, he, he might have to give up more picks than he, than he wants to give up. Well, again, if he signs, you know, free agency starts March 14th, and I don't see anything that indicates that Kirk Cousins won't be an unrestricted free agent. So at that point, you're not giving up any assets. You're just signing him, you know, flat out for whatever financial consideration that you, you want to provide him. So, All right. I think we may have gone over the break a little bit there. So uh, I think it's time for us to take the next one. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a man. We're going to take a break and we'll be back to the finals. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me, the NBA All-Star, they put on a show for us. I'm just so happy. Uh, uh, couldn't have happened to, you know, a better person walk out with the MVP trophy, uh, help put the team together, played hard, deserved it. Uh, loved the way the game ended. Willie, we didn't talk about that real fast. I mean, what did you think about that, the way the game ended? Bron and KD playing defense on Steph. Exactly. I mean, that was phenomenal. And, <laughs> you, and couldn't, that kinda, you couldn't. You couldn't write that script. You couldn't. You're right. And that kind of, to me, kind of ended the conversation of you know Steph's one of the greatest players in the league. Like LeBron's gonna get a shot off. KD's gonna get a shot off. Steph never even got a shot off, and that's in, in that situation. Yeah, them two big dudes. So, he he know he got he, he got some elevation to his jumper, but he wasn't gonna elevate that high and get up over exactly. them two dudes, right? Exactly. You know, and he he wasn't gonna get no good look. You know. So, nope. uh, but I, I just thought I, I, that was, you know, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit earlier in the show, but uh, yeah, that was a great ending. And, and all three of them showed the kind of athletes that they were, how competitive they were, even to the end, they were trying to win. Uh, KD didn't show no favorit- favoritism. 
to Steph. He was all over Steph, like, no, you ain't making this. And then LeBron showed you he loves the game of basketball. And every game is important. He, man, he, was, he acted like a little kid when it was over with. You know, running down, you know, chest bumping my boy. You know, he, you know, he was just excited about it. And, I, and, you know, again, just just a compliment to the young man, to his mom, you know. Yes. Just, yes. you know, raising a young man like that. She, I, I imagine she feels so proud. I feel proud. You know, me and you, we homeboys from Ohio, so we take ownership. The three three zero. So the yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we we take some ownership there. So, uh, but let's get back. You know, we we were talking about quarterback money. Yep. You know, and quarterback money is almost like NBA money. You know, almost. It, it's it's trying to get there. It's the closest position to get to NBA money, and uh, you know, which uh, I'm not gonna be racist and say what they used to say. Well, other kind of folks had that kind of money, but we know NBA money. And quarterbacks talking about NBA money. And so we think that Kirk Cousins is going to get some NBA money. No doubt about it. And, and, and when we were off the air, you started talking a little bit about the Minnesota dudes up there. Minnesota got problems. They got too many damn quarterbacks up there. Yeah. And, but one of them is going to, I think, get tagged. Who, who do you think might get tagged coming out of Minnesota? Uh, if, if, it's, if it's a tag in Minnesota, it has to be Case Keenum. It has to be. I mean, he, he's, he played virtually the entire season. Took you... Uh, to the NFC Championship game, um, you you have to tag him. If if it, you can't tag Sam Bradford, you know he is. You know he's a you know a, an unfortunately an injury waiting to happen. Injury prone, yes sir. Yep, and, yes, sir. and and Teddy Bridgewater is coming off of an injury. I like that kid. I really hope he he, he goes bad, somewhere. Bad, but but a bad injury, Teddy. Bad had, I believe injury. Yes, yes, bad injury, and hopefully he can. Uh, land on his feet somewhere, maybe on a, a one-year prove-it deal. Maybe back in Minnesota, I've heard, you know, him and Keenum uh, battling it out for a starter position in Minnesota. If not, you know, go somewhere and, and, and able to to, uh, to uh, rejuvenate his career. So, but I think I think the tag is Keenum. All right. So uh, we, we were talking a little earlier about um – you know, big time free agents, but but also there's there's some quarterbacks that are coming out of college this year, and um, you know they're taking a look at them who might end up where. And of course, the Browns' name keeps coming up because I, if I'm not mistaken, they got their first pick. Yes. Um, who do you think the Browns might get? Do you think there's a chance that they might enter to that free agent market and try to grab one of those guys, or you think they're going straight to the draft? And if they do, who do you think they might target? Yes, and, and let me explain. Uh, yes, to both, they they have to go and uh, get a veteran because that was the issue they've had the last two or three years where they had no veteran leadership on that team. You have rookies starting at quarterback, and they had no uh, backup, no veteran bridge to to be able to to mentor the the young quarterback. So they are they are going to sign a, a veteran quarterback, I believe now. Uh, information out of Cleveland now is A.J. McCarron, who just became an unrestricted free agent out of Cincinnati, who the Browns, we talked about earlier in the season, tried to trade for in the, Screwed the it front up, office. Paperwork. Exactly. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Paperwork, yes. Big time. So now that might have been a blessing in disguise because now you can sign outright and give up no compensation. You keep, your, keep your picks. So, you know, maybe that's the situation. But at number one, uh, they have to take a quarterback. You know, Deshaun, this, Deshaun Kaiser, 
not his fault. He, he was placed in, the, uh, in the pretty much in a no-win situation. But I think uh, Sam Darnold from uh, USC is the guy that that Cleveland's uh, targeting right now at number one. And uh, Sam, look, you know, he he looks good in the pocket. I, I like the kid out of UCLA. He looks good in the pocket too. Um, yeah, uh, Josh Rose. Jo- yep, I like Josh. Uh, Josh looks good. Uh, big, strong kid in the in the pocket. Uh, kid USC looks good in the pocket too. Um, AJ McCarron. Uh, a couple years, you know, I will say this as, as as a former player myself. One of those guys. You know, you talk about veterans, and what what does that mean? You know, you, you talked about the kid from Notre Dame who, because of the years he's been in the league now, he will be a veteran next year. So, but but there's. There's a veteran that's played and who's won some games, who has some experience, who knows what it's like uh, to be under pressure, uh, to be, um, you know, in a game where you have to win the game. You have to go in, you know, enough times on the clock, enough timeouts um, for you to win a game or win games consistently under that type of pressure. Because, you know, truthfully, most of the times when you're preparing for an NFL game, we do believe – on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody, and the game will come down to the last few minutes in the game. And so you have to have a quarterback who has that kind of confidence that I can go in at any time and win a game. And I think Cleveland has to certainly establish that. Uh, a couple of things I just want to get in real fast before it's over with. Uh, well, you know, with this being a Black History Month, man, you know, I think it's so much about uh, black athletes and and uh, I always, you know, go back to uh, Tommy and, and the rest of the fellas uh, in the 68 Olympics, you know, standing up on the platform, receiving their gold medals and, uh, you know, speaking very loud. As a matter of fact, back in the day, we used to have a song James Brown put out and said, loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And, and LeBron James basically has said, uh, you know, uh, he's not shutting up. There was a young lady and uh, Willie, I think you uh, her name was you gave it to me a little earlier. Uh, uh, Laura Ingram told LeBron to uh, shut up and dribble. I, th- you know, many times this is between him and KD. You know, they, these people get like f- you know, 50 million people following them out there in social media. They, they, they can make direct contact with and influence these people. This lady just wants to get her name into the conversation so she can monetize whoever she is so people will recognize her only because LeBron responds to what she says. LeBron has told you years ago, this is bigger than ball. Bigger than ball. And I, uh, many times I've said to you, Willie, I am not in that conversation. But I've been in those kinds of locker rooms and I understand what it's like that when you are a young black athlete, a lot of times your community is on your shoulders. You bring notoriety to where you're from. You put the spotlight on that city, whether it's good or it's bad. If it's bad and it needs improvement, then you should speak to that. And many times black athletes, more than white athletes, are asked the questions about their community and how they can help or what they can do or what needs to be done. And he simply is, you know, stepping up instead of passing the buck. It's, it's bigger than ball, and it's one of those things I'm so proud of him for stepping up and, you know, speaking out and letting people know he will continue to speak about things that are not right in his community and in this country. And uh, God bless all those families uh, that lost someone in a school shooting in Florida. Um, something needs to be done. And so, Willie, I'm going to let you close it out, man. We got about uh, 15 seconds, 20 seconds for you to, uh, of course, say something as it relates to those things I just mentioned. Yeah, definitely um, extend my, my, my prayers and, and thoughts to 
uh, the the families in, in Florida, senseless, senseless school shooting, and uh, hopefully uh, legislation can be passed and, and things can be done to to eliminate these um, in the future. And hopefully we, we don't become numb to them as, as much as we've heard about them in in in, in the recent uh, past. That you know it, it can be a more of a, of a wake up call that something needs to be done and something can be done quickly. Appreciate those comments. Um, I hate to say it, guys, but of course, that's, our time has run out, so it's going to be the end of this week's broadcast. Of course, we'll be back next week. So, uh, as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.